you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. people we are back section 312 you guys are tuning in listening it's probably on the thursday and you will probably wonder what's going on right now but it'll be me in the dentist chair getting two teeth pulled out of my mouth so this is before i sound and look like a chipmunk what is that i'm so sorry you need that shit muted I'm trying. Everybody needs to mute. Everybody needs to mute their shit. Oh, this is a cold. This is a cold open right now, but it's okay. Because oh, no. we got a lot of cheating going on in the MLB, and it's nothing to play around with. Allegedly. So, <laughs> so the cold open is good. We have cheating in the MLB. We have a divisional round recap. College football national championship game. Guys, Nick Turturro stopped by for an interview. Oh, man, the cheating scandal. It's got everybody fired up. He stops by, sits in Section 312. We got Matt's moment, an all-new Sneedler's list, and an all-new starting five of worst experiences. Now, guys, I know you've been having trouble with this all day trying to create your guys' lists, but if I... Okay, well, when we get to the segment, I will go first, and then you guys will catch on on what... Is being looked for. I know what I'm doing. Don't patronize hey, me. Hey, I'm trying to hold your hand, you know, when you cross the street. I'm just trying to be that good guy. All right, don't rain on I don't need grade. your charity. But That's a sneaky way to get the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> we will play fair square, sir. But before we get into today's section, today's episode is brought to you guys by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the DFS app for prop bets. You can go into the app market store, Thrive Fantasy, and when you guys sign up, enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to $10. Guys, you deposit 10 bucks, go bet on some sports, put in our code SEC312, and they're going to give you an extra 10 bucks. So you'll get to bet $20. On divisional championship games, national championship games, whatever you want, overs, unders, thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy in the market store today. Cold open, that was good. That was a very good uh, introduction to the show there, guys. Um, Let's just start with the breaking news right off the bat, right? Uh, Luke Keekley retired. We're recording this on Tuesday night, and Luke Keekley just retired from the Carolina Panthers at age 28. Go get y'all chickens. Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I would say probably a year or two uh, too late. I don't know. I, I, I would have been, I think he's probably someone who should have retired maybe a little a little sooner there. He's had some he's had some scary moments over the last, uh, the last couple of years there in, in Carolina, but Definitely one hell of a player, that's for sure. Yeah, I kind of thought he'd be done after last year. He had some really weird things happen. But it's like, you know, take care of yourself. you got to do that at some point. And, yeah, he was a great player, so nothing to be ashamed of. Bro, what are you typing? <laughs> I'm typing out, my, uh, typing out my starting five list. Oh, my God. You don't have it all together. You want to hold my hand? There's cars coming, dude. We're not trying to play Frogger right now as we cross the street. Stop yelling at me. I'm trying my best. So we rec- <laughs> we're recording on a Tuesday. We all, watched, 
We all watched the national championship game last night on Monday, except for probably Matt because Matt's you know he only watches the ball, the football you kick with your feet. So I was I was watching the Blues, and I don't watch the ball you kick with your feet yet because they don't start playing two thousand twenty one. Two thousand twenty one. Oh, yeah, MLS. Go oh, unnamed the... St. Louis team. So national championship. They don't have a name yet. Oh, that's lame. The only one that could, does is you, the team in Austin. That's it. You should come up with a name for a Matt. If you could name the team right now, they're giving you full range. Yeah, I like this. Team. I like this, Matt. You are the commissioner. You're the general that's manager, whatever you want, of your MLS team. What do you call it? This is the, this is the thing that came first to my head. No, it's St. not. Architects. No, okay. First off, that, Architects? That you've been working yeah. on that. I know you've been working on that. All right. No, you, that would, no you've been thinking I, for the I'm next past couple I'm weeks. I'm not wasting time this Matt, time. you're fired. You're fired. St. Louis <laughs> Ted Mosby's. <laughs> All right, you're fired too. St. Louis Architects, because um, that guy who designed the arch um, even beat out his own dad, who was an architect, for the winning design. Beat up his dad? That's not cool. You want to no. name a team, uh, team after him? You, you, you think he went up to his dad and was like, Happy Father's Day? I just took your job. Basically. <laughs> the dad's acting like he's cool about it, but really deep down he's kind of pissed. So the architects? The St. Louis architects? That's the first thing I thought of. Um, huh. There was a uh, arena soccer team called the Steamers at one point. <laughs> St. Louis Steamers, yeah. yeah, because of the because of the riverboats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down. I'm down for it. But in all I'm honesty, down for that. Uh, St. Louis Football Club is taken because of another semi-pro league. So, hey, we got that going for us. So we cannot pick football club. So Matt's raging here about his soccer and how he's going to become a devoted soccer fan. Uh, you didn't watch the national title game as I was getting to. You watched the right, Blues. I was watching the Blues. Okay, yeah. so everybody LSU Clemson watched it. Thought it was a good game. Thought Clemson was going to you know finish it out, go back to back as repeating champs, and then Big Dick Joe came <laughs> into the game and oh man, I'm still hurt. I wanted Clemson to win that game. But I don't know how I feel about Joe Burrow, you know? It's like, on the field, I don't like him. But off the field, smoking the cigar with the hat, I like that Joe Burrow. Dude, you need to jump on the Joe Burrow bandwagon. He's got a little swag. But that's the thing. Everybody's had swag. And look what happened when they came into the NFL. They didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You got Johnny Football. You got Baker Mayfield. You Lamar had Garter Minshew. Like, <laughs> come on. You got these guys that are coming on with the swag, but they're not doing anything. And then you get these Your nerds. Your boy Jalen Hurts. Your boy the, Jalen Hurts has swag. You're I don't, tell, I don't think so. for him. I don't think Jalen Hurts has swag. What? <laughs> I don't think Jalen Hurts has the swag like <laughs> these other guys. And, okay, let me put it this way. I think Jalen Hurts is... All right, I got nothing. But that's what I thought. No, I, I'm looking for the word. Okay, I feel like Jalen Hurts has 
when he has most of the media attention on him, you don't see him acting a fool. You know, and I'm not saying he's foolish. I'm saying he's not acting out of his comfort zone. These Neither other guys. Burrow. Oh, come on. Come on. Collected. Wait, you're, you wouldn't smoke a cigar after you won the national title and had the greatest season in college football history? You're not gonna you're not gonna smoke a stogie? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know That's not swag, that's just being cool. So he, you wanna be cool. You wanna be cool, don't you? That's that's what the cool kids are doing. No. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promote that, but I'm saying if you were gonna if you were gonna win the national title, wouldn't you wouldn't you do something like that? No, but that's what I'm saying, though. You know, I like the off-field stuff, but the on-field, it's like there's something to him that I just don't like watching. You don't like you don't like 60 touchdowns, 78% completion percentage. You don't like that? Winning winning against top 10 teams week in and week out. We'll see. We'll see how he Beating does in the Alabama. NFL. You don't like any of that? We'll see how he does Seven. in the NFL. Jesus. Top 10 wins. Yeah, we'll see what Jalen Hurts does in the NFL when he's a running back and not even a quarterback. <laughs> oh, I'm not an NFL GM. He's coming for future future Denard Robinson, Jalen Hurts. Oh, that that's who you compare him to is Denard. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, Denard Robinson. He's a better passer. Than the him. only thing is, the only issue is Denard Robinson came into the league when nobody knew what to do with an athletic quarterback that couldn't throw very well. But I'm just playing. Jalen Hurts is going to be a good quarterback, but. Joe Burrow is going to be better than him. I don't know. Okay. Well, Let yeah, me put I mean, it this Joe way. Joe Burrow looks good to me. I'm not saying anything is wrong with him. Joe, Joe Burrow on the Bengals. Do you think he's good? Yeah. He's going to have A.J. Green to no. throw to. Tyler A.J. Boyd, Green's a free agent. A.J. Green's a free agent. He's gone. He's not going to resign. Yeah. Who's going to sign him? They're going to put together an offensive line. That's really the big key to me. Who's going to sign AJ Green's gonna end up staying in Cincy because nobody's gonna want to pay him any money because he's made of glass. So Cincy's gonna re-sign him because they have Joe Burrow now, and you'll have AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, someone playing tight end, probably CJ Uzoma. Well, Eifert has actually kind of come back the last couple weeks of the season. Well, he's made of glass too. You know what? Oh yeah, he definitely is. (laughs) What if they go out? What if they go out and they get Eric Ebron? There you go. Even better. Oh, jeez. I mean, like I said, they got to have offensive linemen. That was their main problem this year. Couldn't block anybody. Do you... they'll, draft, they'll draft uh Joe Burrow and they'll end up taking Jamar Chase too. And there you go. You'll have Joe, you'll have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on your team. Okay, so what Let's let's go back to the game here because you got Joe Burrow who had, you know, set college football uh records. He broke them. And then you Best have, season in college football history. And, and then you have Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, whose performance reflected more on their draft stock last night? Did did Joe Burrow's win just help him at all in the draft stock? Or these other teams looking at him? Because maybe now other teams will trade up to try and get that number one pick. And like, who, I, how did it reflect on Trevor Lawrence? Did he move up? Did he go down? Here's the, here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence... Well, Last last night was the, was the first loss of his college career, and he didn't really play bad. He just didn't play as good as he as he's used to. Trevor Lawrence will still be the number one pick in yeah, the twenty twenty one NFL year. draft. It doesn't, it doesn't Joe Burrow. Last night does not matter at all. I don't think anything affected Joe Burrow, but I like your idea there that more teams might be slightly interested in him. I think he's still going to go number one. It may or may not be to the Bengals because 
you might have a team that trades up for him. So I think you're, I think Burrow last night might have gained a couple more followers than he may than he might have had if if he would have played poorly last night. Did you see? Yeah, I agree with him one hundred percent. Though, yeah, it helped him a lot more than Lawrence wasn't hurt really at all by last night. Yeah, Lawrence will be just fine. Yeah, and he'll he'll be the number one pick next year. I mean, as long as he's barring injury, as long as he stays healthy. Did you see Nick Saban's face? Did anybody else see Nick Saban's face when the mascot was all up in his grill? I did not. I did not catch that. He got memed. You got to look on Twitter. Like Nick Saban's face got memed. So, college football's over. I'm not a huge college football guy. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I don't know. I like I like the Bulls games and I like uh I like the, the championship. Game? I said the Bull games. Bull, bull the bull, bull no. I like the Bull game, <laughs> the Bull games. Like the, the, the Bulls. Like, I heard Bulls. I don't know. Like I follow all the big teams, but I don't follow the smaller teams. Like Matt, you've been a diehard SIU fan for how long? Um, for like eight years. Yeah, the Saluki should have should have made the playoffs. I could no, I, actually more than eight years. I cannot yeah. tell you a single player. Years. I cannot tell you a single player on that team right now. You know, you know a player, Jeremy Chin. He's going to be in the Senior Bowl representing the Dogs. Yeah, buddy, go watch that on. Oh yeah. was it like CBS Sports Network or something? No clue. I forget. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I can't follow these smaller <laughs> schools, and I went to the school. You know, I can't. Yeah, I don't know all these. Aloha Bowl. Check it out. But I do know the pros. Okay, college football is over. NFL is almost done. They've been done. Did did <laughs> we garbage? Why why are you against the NFL so much? I uh, man, man, go back a couple episodes if you forgot. I already <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> Matt, you're yeah, just out of range. Yeah, it's all because the Rams, dude. They left your ass. No. At least you got Gronky. the Battlehawks. You've got the St. Louis Stan Battlehawks. left you. Stanley, goddamn Gronky. He could leave all he LA wants. Just leave the team here, you know. Gronky sucks. If you don't like St. Louis so much, go fuck yourself and go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a good though, right? Matt's Here's moment, the crazy part. Matt's He's moment, from St. Louis, too. Isn't that crazy? This is a Matt packed episode. I, I, I like this. <laughs> but the divisional round just happened. Uh, biggest takeaway from this past weekend: uh, How was Bill O'Brien not fired for the Texans after that loss? Um, probably because he's still like he's still the GM. <laughs> so they're going to at least give him a give him a little bit of a of a chance there. And I mean. You lose to the Chiefs. I mean, I get that you had you had that outrageous lead, and he made he made a couple couple bad choices. Sure, it was twenty four to nothing. I know, and I'm saying I, I get that you blow that lead. That's that's pretty bad. But you got to think too. The Texans didn't have their best team out there anyway. Will Fuller wasn't completely healthy. They still need some running backs behind Deshaun Watson. Their offensive line is a bit shaky. I, I can see why you'd hold on to Bill O'Brien to give him the offseason to bring in some more people and see what they can do next year. Make next year kind of a make-or-break year, just like the Cowboys. Like Make it where if the Texans don't get to the Super Bowl, then Bill O'Brien's in trouble. So the Chiefs take down the Texans, 
Did I did I call the te- I, I can't remember if I called the Chiefs or the Texans last week for selection three one two. You stink. So you you did not pick either of those people to win. You picked one right. I'll tell you that. No, I didn't. Come on. Yeah. Uh, we playing by right? one right. You would you rather have all wrong. I had the 49ers over the Vikings. Yeah, you picked the Texans and you picked the Seahawks. Oh wah, my God. So <laughs> I think I switched that last second too because I think I said Chiefs and then I switched it to Texans. Probably because you're not very good at picking stuff. So wow, <laughs> he actually is okay at picking out who's not going to be in the Super Bowl. Oh! I guess, yeah, he's good at picking losers. <laughs> Where's my fucking pizza? <laughs> Again, nobody ever talked about pizza. You, it's I get to buy you dinner. It can be whatever the hell I want it to be. What? So you get yeah. out on a fancy day. Oh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a dick about it. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna give me a lunchable and ship it. Gonna give, he's gonna, gonna ship me a lunchable. No, that's this, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not going to be a dick, but I'm not going to buy you Giordano's. Come on, man. Dude, get this a- man a hot dog. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. A hot dog? What am I, 12? <laughs> what am I, 12? Get yourself some Portillo's. I'm get eating hot dogs. Hot dogs are gross. Okay. You don't like hot dogs? I can, okay. What the hell's wrong with you? What wrong with you? Hot debate here. Uh, I like hot dogs at like a ballpark, but like... Oscar Mayer out of the package or ballpark dogs out of the package, like from the grocery store. They're the I, same I, thing. No, yeah. they're not. Guess what? No, hot dogs not. come out of, hot dogs come out of a package. No, I get that. I get that. Thing. If I'm at a baseball game, hot dogs taste great. I could eat like seven or eight yeah, of them. You're paying ten dollars for one. No, not on Dollar <laughs> Dog Day. Dollar Dog Day at US Cellular. Yeah, I went nuts. Yeah, exactly. Eight <laughs> more. US Cellular doesn't exist. You've been guaranteed rate field. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah it's guaranteed a dollar so a dog. I am so annoyed with our sponsors. It's guaranteed a dollar a dog. They yeah. should just keep calling it Comiskey forever, really. Yeah, to be honest, uh, U.S. Cellular and um, guaranteed rate, shitty names. How do we, yeah, guys? How did we get on the hot dogs? All right, I, I don't even remember how we got on to hot dogs. Ideas we were talking. Oh, oh, oh! Because I want my pizza. That's what it yeah. was. The yeah, Ravens. You can keep. You can keep asking for it. You're not getting it. You, you did ask for dinner. The Ravens. Okay, your beloved Ravens. They're gone. King Henry Good. in the flesh. Good. Ooh. Good. King Henry in the <laughs> flesh. He <laughs> ran all. That was hilarious. That was yeah, so that was funny. Perfect. They deserved that after the way that they acted all year long. Big Henry. <laughs> Run so big, legs like trunks. Woo woo, lumberjack taking shit down. Woo woo, <laughs> it was so funny. The tight are they a legit contender though? Of course, you don't. They're in the final the, four. Yeah. They beat the Titans in the regular season. You do you think they beat the Chiefs? You don't think they're gonna beat the Chiefs? I don't know if they're gonna beat the Chiefs. I don't know if they're gonna beat the Chiefs. You think Ryan Tannehill, in the biggest moment of his career, is going to come up super clutch and beat the Kansas City Chiefs? He doesn't have to. Derrick Henry's done everything. I mean, yeah, not to spoil three one two, but I still got the Chiefs. I mean, too powerful offensively. So the Chiefs. Even the Titans credit for that game plan they had on Lamar. You know, it's the same kind of thing I think you saw with the Chargers last year. So you think the Chiefs are going to take down the Titans? Yes. 
I'm with you. I think the Chiefs are also going to take down the Titans. Jeremy? All right, well, that, that makes three of us. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. So the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs and then <laughs> over the Titans. Now the Packers, they we already mentioned the 49ers. They ran through Minnesota, like completely just ran through Minnesota. But I'm taking the Niners, by the way. The Niners over the yeah. Packers. Yes, sir. The Same pack, here, yeah. I'll the Packers. The the Packers. I'm just changing my pick every week. I'm just I'm I'm jumping off and on everyone's bandwagon for the Super Bowl. The Packers just took down Seattle. I know, and last week I said the Packers are winning the Super Bowl, but I'm jumping off that bandwagon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> going, hey, going hey, it does make sense, though. Why if do your you bandwagon keep switching? gets caught on fire, you do want to leave that shit as soon <laughs> yeah. as possible, right? Go Niners. <laughs> right. So you just, okay, so you went from the Ravens to the Packers, and I'm not going to let you come over to the Niners. Well, no, I'm going to the Chiefs now. Chiefs all the way. So who do you have winning the whole thing? You Chiefs, already had the Ravens and they lost. So who are you bandwagging? That's why this doesn't matter. So we're we're going to with the Chiefs now. No, it does matter because I am one in O right now for picking championships. Who did you wait? What championship? From the very beginning, uh, I chose Virginia to win the the win March Madness and that was I, a bullshit win by the way and I have been calling the 49ers to win the Super Bowl since like week three okay right, well it'll be the Joe Montana Bowl of the 49ers versus Chiefs so okay so go Chiefs I'm sticking with the Niners I'm not letting any bandwagon fans come over to the 49ers <laughs> I'm not even a fan but I didn't bandwagon because I picked it up as it was just starting its journey in like week three Cool. <laughs> he's like, he's like, cool. <laughs> so, are you picking the Niners or what? Yeah, I got the Niners. I got the all Niners. Right. Over We're the all Packers. going Niners. <laughs> we are all going Forty yeah. ers which makes sense. I mean, I, are you going I, Niners too, Vance? Yes, Niners right. and Chiefs. By the way, updating selection three one two in the postseason. Quentin and Vance both are two and six with a minus four record. Wow! I that was bad last week. I am four and six with a plus four record. Just saying. Wow! You know, I love how the man who creates the segment it does the best. <laughs> I think you've been hanging out with Alex Cora too much. Whoa! 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 Allegedly! Allegedly! <laughs> what a segue! Oh, before we get into all that, though, it is time for Matt's moment. Matt, you look very nice today, all in white. I think you're about to go, like, preach. You you know what? You look look like you're about to hold one of the Jehovah's Witness books at my front door. All right. You lost me at Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. I do wear a polo sometimes. Color varies. But uh, uh, the Cardinals made a signing today. Who'd they get? They got... Marlins outfielder Austin Dean. Is is that the guy who's? Oh no, that's Jimmy Dean from the Dude. bowl, the breakfast bowls you buy at Walmart. Yeah, Austin Dean uh, was required from Miami in exchange for a minor league outfielder. So we gave them an, a minor leaguer, and we got somebody who can pick the top empty can from a stack of beer cans from the outfield to the outfield wall. We just chuck it there. You know, he's the uh, guy who did that. You know he's not going to be on the roster, right? 
Uh, probably. Because uh, how how does it feel that you guys are about to get Nolan Arenado? I'm on the edge of my seat. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's going to happen. The Cardinals are going to get Arenado. So we do a bet on if they, they did do some talks, right? They did some talks today. Is they this your like, moment? Hey, how about this guy? Is, is this yes. part of your moment? Yeah, it is. yeah, this is my moment, yes. So I'm like, because that's a good segue, right? Because we're going to talk about MLB next. But um, you, you got these talks. How about this guy? How about this guy? No? Okay. How about this Austin Dean guy? <laughs> you know, maybe that's how it is. No, I, I mean, I, I texted you guys what the deal is on the table right now. The Rockies are going to just keep getting more and more out of you. They pro- the Cardinals probably just made this move to give it to the Rockies. About it, but I didn't send it to you, what I was reading about. What about. What did you read? Well, they were just saying that, yeah, their cards are in talks, um, you know, but he ultimately felt like he's not going to get moved in the short term. No, he'll get moved before the deadline. Well, I was going to say, I don't really think him or Lindor will get moved until the trade deadline. You that, know? I mean, that's the whole thing with Chris Bryant, too. Cause there's, they're not going to be like preseason trades or you know anything like that. Exactly. Why not? We're gonna, they're going to milk as much they can out of him, and then they're going to dish him off. But, I mean, Nolan Arnato, he's locked up for a very nice contract. He he got paid. Yeah, like, he's the guy that has. He's yeah, got he's paid only like $270 million, where these other guys are getting $300 millions of dollars. So it's like the, the Arnato contract is a very good contract. And especially since you can move them and get more pieces for them, why wouldn't you? I mean, if I'm the Cubs right now, I would trade Chris Bryant and do whatever you can to get Arenado. I'd rather have Arenado than Chris Bryant at third base. That was Matt's moment, but we will get into more MLB talk here in a little bit. Uh, Coming up on the show, we have Nick Turturro. He stopped by sitting in section 312. Uh, We had a lot of good conversation about the Astros cheating scandal. He's a diehard Yankees fan. He's got some upcoming projects, and he had a cool story about Billy Joel. So here he is, Nick Turturro. Now sitting in Section 312, we have Nick Turturro. He is a huge New York Yankees fan. He's been all over Twitter, as many of us have, about this whole Astros scandal. Nick, I want to just ask you right now, okay? If you were the commissioner of the MLB, how would you have handled the sanctions that were, you know, bestowed upon the Astros organization? Well, I, you know, it's not an easy answer. It's not an easy thing to, to the commissioner had to do. I mean, obviously, he did do something, so we got to be happy about that. I mean, you know, he he suspended the, uh, the the GM, he suspended the manager. There's other culprits involved too. It seems like the players a part of this and it seems like the players should be penalized. I mean, I thought about this hard and long and it's like, what would you, what could even be done with these players that were involved? Because, you know, now newly acquired Yankee Garrett Cole, I mean, how would you react to if they, you know, did something to him? Well, that's true. But like I'm saying, you can't really, because they're protected by the players union. The biggest penalty I think would be is if they vacated their championship. If they actually said, you know, because they cheated, blatantly cheated, because these guys were basically, you know, fine. They're lucky they're not thrown out of the game. Um, you know, by vacating it is really, that's how you get the players. I don't think you can get them individually because we don't know who went along with what, who did what. But the, the thing is, they, they knew about it. They were all part of the, the scam. 
you know, because it's a total scam. I mean, and, you know, and the thing is, they're going to be forever, you know, uh, you know, they're going to be forever a black eye on this, uh, on their championship. It's going to be tainted. Right. So, I mean, by, right. by, let, by letting them have it, uh, keep it, you know, f- people feel like they, they punished them, but they haven't punished them enough. Right, and you know there's going to be an asterisk next, next to that championship from here on out. But actually, breaking news right now, I don't know if you just got a notification, the Red Sox and manager Alex Cora have mutually agreed to part ways. Because you know, Boston was involved in the whole situation too for a little while. So now, you wow. know, Yankees division, Red Sox coach is out, so this is deeper than we could even imagine. Um, but what- Well, because the Red Sox know what's coming down. The Red Sox know that this guy basically, you know, I mean, listen, the Red Sox were, were caught cheating too with the Apple, you know, Apple Watch and all this other crap. So now he probably knows he's going to get suspended. So they're probably, you know what? Let's just, let's both part ways because, man, this is really like, uh, it's unbelievable. And you know what makes sense? How arrogant Cora was, how arrogant the Astros were, the arrogance on these teams, and he was part of it. I guess a big part of it. So it's pretty bad for the game. I love baseball. You know, I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of stuff. But deep down, I love the game. I didn't like steroids. A lot of people are like, Nick, Nick, steroids. I'm like, listen, steroids was a big part of baseball. They looked the other way for a long time. Don't just blame the Yankees. Everybody was on steroids. Not everybody, but a good portion. This is a different kind of cheating. And, man, it's, it's getting deeper and deeper. You know, I want to know why, I mean, you brought up the players union and everything. How come in college level sports, you can lay down the sanctions to make teams, you know, bowl ineligible? How can't, how come we can't, you know, maybe put a two year postseason ban on the Astros? Well, because the players union is so strong in baseball, they got their own mafia. You understand? Yeah. They're like the teamsters. You know what I mean? You can't mess with them. You can't mess with them, and they're very protected. They're very strong, maybe one of the strongest, and that's why probably <laughs> the players are somewhat protected. <laughs> but by taking away, vacating that championship, that makes a big statement. So if that they makes a statement like you know, so if they vacate that championship, what what goes on record for that year? Nobody won a title. Nobody, nobody like like the strike season. And they could do that. I don't think it's going to happen, but they could do that. Right. Because, you know, like 94, 95, the Expos were right there. The exactly. Yankees, and then they made that strike, and there was no, there was no, there was nobody that won in 94. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you could, you could make an argument to say, well, we're not going to penalize an individual player, but we're going to penalize the team, and we're vacating the championship. We're, we're, don't you agree? That could be... I mean, I totally you know, a, think I totally agree. Where I think that the cha- the championship should be forfeited, but I don't, you know, I don't necessarily know if like they did back then with the Expos, if nobody wins a championship. Because what about the other team that made it as far all the way to the title game? I think, I mean, something should happen. I mean, I saw that they forfeited uh, two first round picks for the next two years, but with the baseball draft, it's not the same as you know the NFL and the NBA. You you can find gems in 
so much uh, further down in the draft. So I don't know if that was really a harsh enough sanction, but both of them got fired, and now Alex Cora of the Red Sox got fired. But let's move a little bit away from this. What's going to happen to Carlos Beltran? <laughs> yeah. him? The yeah. Mets hired him. Everybody was in love with him, kissing his butt. And now he's part of this, too. He's a big part of this. And that's you know, and, and it's going to destroy his reputation. The owner, you know, he's like, you know, don't tell me you own a team. You don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? So that's like the five million, which is nothing to him. But that's the most you can find somebody. But you know, it's just this. It's just shitty. I just can't stand. You know, once it was roids. Now we're talking about this. It sucks. You know, and I mean, I, I mean, like, you know, why did they? You know, I, I really would love to know who came up with the whole. Maybe it doesn't matter, but. It is what it is. It's a black eye for baseball, the sport that I love the most, that it's the greatest sport in the world. But listen, people want to, they're going to always want to cheat. They're always going to want an edge. This is life. Yeah, I mean, everyone does what they got to do to get ahead. Uh, The Yankees, though, congratulations, just got Garrett Cole. What are you expecting out of Garrett Cole this season? What is he going to bring to this Yankees team? He's a stud. He's a number one. He's a real bona fide number one. Yankees have not had a number one the last couple of years. And arguably, you know, almost could have won in 2017. They were a very likable bunch that year. And even without a, a number one 2017, a break here or there, they could have won that series and maybe went all the way. They were, they were really a team to really root for. And even last year, you look at the Yankees last year, the LeMayus, the Urshelas, the, the Tockmans, all these guys, Mike Ford, and then what happened was, you know, they put, they try to force Stanton back in there and they had Encarnacion. They try to put these names in there and it didn't work. It didn't work. They should have just stuck with the guys, the blue collar guys, you know, and, and they were likable again with those guys. Now people are like, well, you know what? Now they're not that likable because they signed this guy. He's a mercenary. You know what I mean? So uh, what can I tell you? It is what it is. And, you know, the Yankees needed a number one. And, and, you know, so be it. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be tremendous. I think he's good. I think it's a great fit. He was a lifelong Yankees fan growing up, and now he gets to play for his favorite team that he always, you know, adored as a child. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees are going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be very good as they always the are. Yankees, the Yankees have been good, but they need to win a championship. You know, 2017, now we feel like we were cheated. Now we feel like we were robbed. And last year, you know, a couple of breaks here or there, we win that series. We really win that series. I mean, I was at every game in New York, and, you know, they, they really should have won game two. That was a game that, you know, Boone took out the guy, and we really were on the verge of going up 2-0 that series, and we would have won that series. And I was there the day game, cold pitch, and he, he was off that day, and they still couldn't score on him, <laughs> and that's how good he is. Do you go so, out to spring um, training? I might go this year. I might go out this year. I, I went there in 96. I uh, did a bunch of commercials for baseball and all this stuff. I was out there in 96. It's been a long time, but I, I might, I'm planning on making a trip this year. And uh, I'd like to also go to that, uh, you know, game out in uh, the, what is it, Field of Dreams game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going about. to that as well. The Yankees and the White Sox out there in Iowa. Yeah. I'm going yeah, out to yeah, uh, like- I'm going out to Mesa for the Cubs spring training. I might swing over to the White Sox park because their roster is yeah. looking very good as well. Um, Are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan? I was born and raised a Cubs fan, but I don't hate the White Sox. You know, if there was only two teams I had right. to say that I hated in baseball, it would be the Cardinals and the Dodgers. 
Right. It's like me with the Mets. I don't I don't hate the Mets. I don't despise the Mets. The Mets fans got on my nerves growing up. Right. Um but but I mean I'm a Yankee fan because I became a Yankee fan when even when the Yankees weren't good. But Mets fans, you know, they can be annoying and obnoxious and uh I don't hate them like the Red Sox and other teams. You know, um I wore some jerseys. I wear jerseys and people give me a hard time. I wear all these. I collect jerseys. And last year, people were trying to make me out to be an Astros fan. It's the biggest malarkey ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the Astros. You know, but I collect every freaking jersey right, going. Right, And um, it's, it's just so stupid. It's all these trolls and all these people on, you know, trying to, uh, they're always trying to entice you. And, of and I'm nice enough to engage and talk with people, which I probably shouldn't. <laughs> because most of them don't know what they're talking about. I actually know what I'm talking about. I could have a baseball show in a second. I then mean, why I don't you? Gave it to me. Why don't well, you? Then? You know, I've been, I've been. You know, it is. It's because you know the sport is a little bit of a. It's a little conservative. You know, I don't. You know, it's like they're not. They've been using me like in Fox and pregame now. They've been. It's fun to come around and use me a little bit. I really think I, I um, I have something to offer the base real baseball fans. And I, it's, they're sick of like just all these guys that played the game, I think, cause I'm a real fan and people can identify exactly. with me, you know? And, um, uh, so I don't know. I, it's definitely something that I would like to do if they give me an opportunity. Uh, Nick, I got a couple more questions here before I let you go. I know you're very busy with your time. Uh, I was reading something about you and I wanted to know if it was true. Uh, you were actually a doorman where Billy Joel was living at the time. Is that correct? Yeah. St. Moritz on the park. I was a doorman uh, for like 10 years. It was a hotel, and Billy Joel uh, had written the album Innocent Man, and he had met Christy Brinkley at that time. And when he started dating, I was there for the first date. I had a relationship with Billy. He actually mentioned me in his book. I was just an up-and-coming, struggling young actor, but I was still on the door. And, uh, yeah, and I loved Billy Joel, and then he moved into the hotel. It was so weird, and then we became friends. And I became like his, uh, you know, his go-to guy, and... It was really, really funny. He probably saw me in the movies years later and said, hey, you know, that kid made it. <laughs> he probably, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he has seen me. I just, I haven't seen Billy in years. But, uh, you know, I was a big Billy Joel guy. And then the funny thing was I became his doorman and his friend, you know. And we used to do, you know, talk a lot of shit together. That's crazy. You know, it's it's also it's always awesome hearing stories how people have literally gone from just trying to make ends meet and then later on in life you're achieving everything that you've ever wanted to do. Now, this was you mentioned you were back when you were a struggling actor. Now you're a very well-known and very good actor. What was your very favorite uh role that you played in movies? Um, you know, there's, there's probably a handful of roles that are very special to me. Of course, NYPD Blue, which put me on the map uh, to the country, was very special because the show was like one of the greatest cop dramas of all time. Obviously, uh, my first big role in a movie was Jungle Fever with Spike Lee, and that was like confidence builder and kind of like really spurred me into like other things. There was a little movie I did in Rhode Island called Federal Hill that I had all kinds of crazy acclaim, and I was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award at two Emmy nominations, um, also The Longest Yard, which now has become like a, a character that's like a, because of the Adam Sandler movie, I became this folk folk hero, Brucey. People know me as Brucey. They don't even know my name. Is, ah, is, that, up, a, is that annoying? Is people on the street just yell, hey, Brucey? <laughs> you know, it's, it 
is annoying because, you know, it's sometimes, and but sometimes, you know, most of it I love because, you know, maybe, who knows, I could make a spinoff movie or something. Maybe I could parlay it into something. But sometimes it's like, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to just be known as Brucey because I really have a body of work. <laughs> right. You know, but you know, you know, for this one thing, it's like my son tells me you know, on Twitter, they don't even know all the shit you've done. They just know you're a baseball fan. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I, t- I totally get it. You know, people refer to you as something that's, you know, maybe not more than what you are. You know, it, it can get annoying, especially with hecklers yeah, and people online yeah, and everything like is. that. It's, it's this whole it's this whole world today. You know, it's this whole. Uh, it's because everyone's whole, searching so- for clout and, you know, their moment to shine and they don't really care about other people. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's such a freaking crazy world that we live in it's like you know the the purity of things are gone the innocence of things are gone i still try to keep some of that you know that's why i sit in front of the games and i watch these games for three and a half hours four hours i'm a nut i mean i'll sit there and i watch every pitch you know i'm on every move are you the type of person though that records the game so you can fast forward it all later do prefer to watch everything live no i don't like to do that no i i I like to be in the moment. I know some of these people record to go back. I have a friend, an old agent like that. He analyzes shit. I'm like, that's too much for me. I'm in the moment. I live in the moment. Yeah, my girl's father, you know, he'll record every single Cubs game, but he'll never watch anything live. And I'm like, how can you do that? I can't do that. But i right, wrap this up, my friend. Yeah, all right, Nick. uh, I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. uh, you know, uh, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to sit in Section 312. Maybe we'll see you at the Field of Dreams game, the Yankees and yeah, uh, White Sox. Okay. Uh, before we let you go, tell everybody what you got going on in your life right now. Uh, what I got going on, I just had a couple of great SBU episodes that were great uh, called Can't, Held, Can't Be Held Accountable. Uh, I got a pilot that I wrote that I'm actually, you know, in the process of trying to sell called Band of Idiots, which is really a lot of fun and a bunch of independent movies that I can't name them all, but, uh, I, you know, I'm so busy with these, but, uh, my pilot is something that I, I've been knocking at the door, you know, developing. It's a c- comedy with me and a bunch of high school kids. So hopefully this will come to, uh, to some light soon. All right. Thanks, Nick. You heard it here. Section three, one, two, take care, buddy. You got it. Oh, and one more thing. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah. 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 Just, I wanted to promote the podcast, my podcast, breaking bread. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's very, it's very good podcast. And a lot of people, you know, they, they love it. They just got to push it, push it more. Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Nick Turturro. Yes. Yeah. Section yeah. 312. Take care. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Take care. And that interview with Nick Turturro was brought to you by our good friends at Karaoke Adventure. Do you guys want the best entertainment around? Guys, they do everything. They do birthday parties, family gatherings, a night out with friends, whatever you want. Karaoke adventure, guys. You want to sing? You want to dance? You want to have a good time? They bring everything to you, the PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting, everything you guys need for a singing good time. Yeah, it was great. That was not good, but mm-hmm. we'll take it. Yeah, we will take it. Over 30 years of experience, you can contact Eric St. Michaels today at 773-732-6597. I'm still working on the, you know, like, slogan there. You know, like, the empire, like that. It's got to be catchy. Hey, give me the read, and I'll make it catchy for you.
I'll read that next time. All right, I'm a. Oh yeah. All right, you can be. The, you're going to be the ad reader starting uh, next week. But karaoke adventure guys, they're going to come to you today, not next week. They'll come to you today, tomorrow. They'll come yesterday. You got to call them. Karaoke adventure. It's a singing good time. Birthday parties. Everything you need. Go follow them at Facebook. Karaoke adventure at facebook.com today. All right. Nick Turturro, he was pretty upset about the whole uh, Astro scandal. Many people are, you know, the MLB is changing. Uh, people are stealing signs now. And as we were recording this a couple hours ago, Alex Cora and the Red Sox partly mutual, uh, they mutually parted ways. As a, before, I just fucked up that entire sentence. Had <laughs> a <Atta> girl. At <laughs> least <laughs> uh, you fixed it. I did fix it. All right, English wasn't my strong suit, but neither was math. I was very good at foods class. <laughs> I bet with Miss Bain, anybody could be good at foods class. Hey, hey, okay. She, I could, oh, let's speak. Yeah, no ill will there. R.I.P. Did I mean, she couldn't hear shit? Did <laughs> okay. Um, I have a story about that. If you want to hear that, <laughs> we were in the yeah. food. We were in the foods class when I was in high school, right? And I was a freshman at the time. And I think it was uh, it was Deshaun and a couple other of people, course. right? <laughs> I can't remember who else was at my my table, uh, but. One morning, they were horsing around, you know, just being teenagers, and they took the, the spray butter, right? And they sprayed it on the bottom of the floor as you walked into mm-hmm. the door, or as you walked through the door, right? So people were slipping and sliding all over the place, and everybody was, like, busting their shit and hitting the floor, and we're all cracking <laughs> up. I'm just sitting back there watching, right? Because I'm this little freshman. My very first class was foods, and there's all these other big, uh, bigger people around me, right? And everyone's falling. Everyone's laughing. I can't remember who sprayed it, but Miss Bain is about to come walking through that door. And I had never heard the classroom scream all at the same time. We were just yelling, no, <laughs> like, don't walk in there. She like her eyes perked up like what's going on. Oh, my gosh. I thought, Quentin's moment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, y'all were heroes. <laughs> we were heroes. But let's get back to it. Alex Cora and the Red Sox had parted ways. The Astros, we had Nick Turturro on and diehard Yankees fan and what it means to the game that the Astros got busted, okay? They fire A.J. Hinch, guys, and the GM. So they obviously knew that more investigations were going to come, things like that. So they cut their ties, suspension. But now Alex Cora has parted ways with the Red Sox because I'm assuming Alex Cora was behind most of it. Right, complicit. Yeah, he was the one who had kind of told him to do it, and was like, "Yeah, good. like keep doing it. It's good." Hinch didn't really. He knew what was going on. Kind of a paternal thing. He knew it, but he didn't stop it. So he just let it happen. Cora, but he wasn't instructing them to do it really, or he wasn't like behind it. It was more like how did it happen? Cora was the one giving the instructions. I, I didn't understand completely how they got the signs. Was somebody with the camera right or something? Center field, yeah. Someone was looking at the camera and they were signaling it into the dugout really fast. Like they're watching the center field camera. 
Um, there's a really good video by John Boy, and they do it against the White Sox. And they're, like, banging on the dugout on a changeup, like, every single time. And it's super fast. Like, it's, you know, you have to be watching a video to do it that fast. So then how come these teams didn't every day just change what their signs mean? That's actually what happens in that video. He comes out and changes the sign on, like, 2-2, and they get him out. But, I mean, it, you know, it's pretty clear what they're doing. So, <clears throat> sanctions got handed down to the Astros. They lose first and second round draft picks for the next two years. Uh, during the and interview, a $5 million fine. Yeah, and the $5 million fine, right? But in the interview, I brought it up. It's like, I understand the Players Association is very powerful. But if you can make college schools, you know, bull ineligible to where they can't even play in the postseason, why can't you do that? Why can't the commissioner of the league say, Houston, you have a two-year postseason ban? No matter how you do, you can win your division title, but no matter how you do, the next team below you is going to make the playoffs, and you guys cannot make the playoffs for the next two years. Why is that not possible? Probably, honestly, probably just the logistics of it all, because then the, I don't know, it, would just, it would just make things really weird. Like any... Any game that the Astros would be a part of would, it would just make for a weird thing. Like imagine being a fan and knowing that you're playing the Astros, and even win or lose, the game technically doesn't really matter. It's like, but it's, but but that's what a, I'm it's saying. A, it's, it's the same lose. thing in no, college it, when you're making these these college teams uh, ineligible for postseason play. It's the same exact thing. It means your season's basically worthless. But so why don't why can't they do that? I mean, because the the NCAA is already making money, the the pros are making money. I don't see how that how you couldn't do something like that. I think it's just I think it's easier for colleges to do it because there's not really there's, so like, many. there's there's not so it's not like you're winning a division. I mean, yeah, you're winning your you can win your conference and stuff, but like it's different than Major League Baseball when you're competing in a division and to say they can win 107 games, but those games don't matter. Those are 107 losses for other teams. It's like a lose-lose situation for everybody else that has to play the Astros. Cause it's like, you can still lose, but somehow you win. Like it just doesn't make, it wouldn't make much sense. I feel like it'd be, I think it makes perfect sense because this is the career for these players. Okay. You can still go out there and play the game you love to play and get paid for it. But your team as a symbol, as a organization, just, you know, something of hope for a city, because of what you guys have done, you cannot win anything. You can't be recognized for two years. You guys can play. You guys can do whatever it is you do. You can win. But it it won't count, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, even if you said, like, they could go to the postseason playing the World Series, all the stuff. If they win a World Series, it's got to have the asterisk next to it as they were banned from postseason or something of that sort. Because oh, they're talking see, right like now that is that the Astros, sense, right? Because it's like, it's saying now that the, why haven't the Astros forfeited their title or will they forfeit their title and then not have a winner at all for that year? That You see what I'm saying? I don't get that. Like, should the next team up get the World Series trophy since the no, other I really think, Like, what, what would, do you do? What would what would make more sense, I feel like, than rather than making them playoff ineligible, I think what would make more sense would be to strip them of 
a World Series title. That they already won, which is yeah, a, big ass a lot of people talked about. Yeah, because you can because you can't really predict what they're going to do in the future. But you to can, be honest, I just think you, it's so unprecedented. You know what I mean? I think that's a big part of it. It's just never been done, and then it's like, you know, you take that big of a stand, and then there's going to be an outrage, and you know what I mean? It, it, people just don't want to cause an outrage over something because they don't like it. You know, they don't like the MLB taking titles away like it's college. You know, I don't know. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, typically with like college. That, that, you know, that like, don't do that to pro sports, like, which I get it. And typically with college, the conflict usually is administration versus money uh, given to the players sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, right. the professional players are already making money. So I guess it's, like, a bigger problem in colleges. But then... right. I know the same thing goes for college, what I was about to say for pros, but uh, for the pros, yeah, a couple higher-ups make a couple mistakes. Now you're going to, you know, now you're wanting to, you know, you know, have everybody else on the team pay for that. That That's well, kind of yeah, crap. livelihood, you know? It's like you can't really take away somebody's, you know, incentive to do their, their job. Exactly. Like they got to do their job. They got to do what they need to do. College, you know, where you're there, you know, to get your education technically, you know, it's not just for the sport. I'm saying like maybe the higher ups in the pro teams could like pay a big ass fine and forfeit the title. That was one during the period. Yeah. I mean, I was just surprised because they banned Pete Rose for life for betting, but then this is not, you know, like a ban for life kind of thing. I mean, to well, me, that's because it's. That's what I would have went to. Is those people should have been banned for life, like him, you know, and you take it that. If you want to take a dark stand, you know, it's like you really punish the people that were involved in it. And I mean, no one's going to hire them again. That's so good. That's good, done. though. That's good, though, because that's a good segue because now it's talking about what do you do to the players right now? You just saw today the Cubs traded Tony Kemp, who was a part of all that stuff. They traded him away for somebody else. Uh, then he you, was barely a part of it, though. Then you got it going back to Carlos Beltran, who... <laughs> Who, yeah, could, who he just could, got a job. You know, so it's like, what do you do to these players? Should Carlos Beltran be uh, nah, banned the, for the life? I mean, did they even know about it, though? Nah, well, <laughs> obviously, the because they were the ones performing the, the act. Like, well, when they tell you the sign, Mike, obviously these players are being a part well, of it. If they know... Mike Fires admitted that it was it was a thing. He's the one who blew the whole thing up. He played, yeah. he won a World Series with them in 2017, and then he's the one who told The Athletic, he's like, oh, yeah, we were cheating. I, I he forgot about, about all that. It, and then they looked into it harder, and then he's like, hell yeah, they were doing it. Yeah, yeah they asked him, were they stealing signs? He's like, yeah, they were. The players... <laughs> the, really the players, I think, should. The players will be fine because one, how are you going to punish like, you know, forty something players that may or may not have Our seen action? Now too, yeah. yeah, like you, you know, you're you punishing punish, another franchise for something yeah. else. It's just it gets really messy. You can't punish fifty players. Some of them might have been involved. Some of them might not have been involved. And at to the to to the extent that they were listening to their manager and their coaches, you know, it's like uh, exactly. Oh. Oh, my coach told me to swing at this pitch. Oh, I'm doing what my coach does. You know, he's my boss. You know, yeah. if I don't do what my boss says, I'm out of here. You know, like. Yeah. So it's just a hard situation all around. But on lighter news in the MLB today, I already brought it up. The Cubs traded Tony Kemp. 
Uh, Josh Donaldson just signed a four-year, $92 million with a fifth-year player option to where it could reach $100 million with incentives with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, I think that was a good signing by the Twins. So that wraps up MLB talk. It is now time for Sneedler's list. Before, yes. before we do the starting five, here is Sneedler's list. What kind of list you got for us today? Please tell us. We, we are starting a series. We are starting a <laughs> Sneedler's list series. So let that soak in first. It's a se- What do you mean it's a series? Elaborate. Oh, now now someone else wants us to elaborate on stuff. Oh, uh, this, <laughs> this seems pretty uh, clear to me. So we are doing, since uh, spring training is upon us, before we know it, we are doing top 10 players to watch in each MLB division. So tonight, we are starting with the AL Central top 10 players to watch, according to me, Jeremy Snead. Beginning off... At number 10, Mr. Victor Reyes from the Detroit Tigers. He's a young outfield prospect who struggled in his rookie year, hitting 222, but last year had a little bit of a breakthrough, hitting 304 in 69 games with Detroit. He strikes out a lot. That's a bit of an issue, but who doesn't strike out a lot in Major League Baseball nowadays? Not too concerned about that. The Tigers, they have a long way to go, but maybe Victor Reyes can be a bright spot for them. Moving forward, number nine, Mitch Garver from the Minnesota Twins had a breakthrough year last year. Everyone knows Minnesota Twins catching for Joe Maurer. Well, maybe now Mitch Garver can be that name for the next couple years. 20-plus homers last year was a good fantasy baseball pickup for anyone who may or may not have snagged him up. Unfortunately, I did not. So that was an issue. That was an issue for me, but Mitch Garver, the Twins could use all, could use him in their lineup now with Donaldson, Cruz already there, Rosario, they've got some good bats. Adding Garver to that mix could be deadly. Number eight, Francisco Lindor. Right now, currently on the trading block, if he comes out in April and kills it, does he get traded sooner? If he comes out and struggles or, God forbid, he gets hurt, what does Cleveland do next? So he's more of a player to watch just based on him being on the trade block. Number seven on players to watch in the AL Central, sticking with the Detroit Tigers, Daniel Norris, the man who used to live out of his van while he was coming up in the minor leagues, formerly with the Toronto Blue Jays, currently with the Tigers. He's had a rough time getting to this spot, but had a very productive year last year on a team that, like we mentioned, was not very good and did not have a lot of bright spots. But... Daniel Norris, if he can put together another good season, possibly another bright spot for a not-so-good team. Number six, Mr. Dallas Keuchel comes over after spending most of last year with the Atlanta Braves, got the contract he was hoping for, three years, $50-plus million with the Chicago White Sox. But what kind of Dallas Keuchel are the White Sox going to get? Are they going to get Cy Young World Series champion Keuchel or... Are they going to get cheater? Fall off the wagon, cheater Keiko? Fall off the wagon. Dallas I think they're going to get cheater Keiko. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. And also, what is he going to do in that starting rotation with the White Sox? Is he going to be an ace? Is he going to be just a helpful innings getter? So Dallas Keuchel at number six. So to recap, this is the beginning of top ten players to watch at the AL Central edition. We have Victor Reyes, Mitch Garver, Francisco Lindor, Daniel Norris, and Dallas Keuchel. Now off to the top five, Trevor Bauer a guy who may or may not be on the trading block, depending on what they do with Francisco Lindor. He is an interesting character, to say the least, but 
can be productive at times. I feel like he still isn't quite there at being ace-level status. Maybe this could be the year that he finally puts it all together and becomes a Cy Young candidate. Number four, Whit Merrifield, your hits leader last year in Major League Baseball, playing for the Kansas City Royals, who also are a team that do not have a lot of bright spots. But Whit Merrifield is a big bright spot for them. Could he continue to be a dominating force for the Royals? Number three, Luis Robert for the Chicago White Sox. If he makes the opening day lineup as a center fielder, could be the missing link for the White Sox oh, offense, which could be as, as, on the as long as he keeps, if he keeps projecting like he has been over the last couple of years, Robert could be your AL rookie of the year next year. And like I mentioned, could be a huge part of that White Sox lineup. Number two, Josh Donaldson. We talked about him going to Minnesota. That is huge for the Minnesota twins. Very huge. He could be, dominating factor in the AL Central with teams like the Royals and Tigers who lack the pitching depth. He's playing them a lot. Minnesota, not so much a hitter-friendly ballpark, but Donaldson, a strong guy, should have plenty of fun times in Minnesota. So recapping before we get to number one, top 10 players to watch in the AL Central, Victor Reyes, Mitch Garver, Lindor, Norris, Keuchel, Bauer, Merrifield, Robert, Donaldson, number one, Chicago White Sox, it's Lucas Giolito. As interesting as it is for the White Sox to get Dallas Keuchel heading into the year and the potential of Kopich coming back and Carlos Rodon coming back, a big, big factor is going to be Lucas Giolito. He had the worst ERA in Major League Baseball in 2018, comes back last year putting together a very productive season, but what are they going to get from him next year? 2018 Giolito? Nationals Giolito? 2019 Giolito, what's he going to do now? That's going to be important for the White Sox and for the AL Central. And that was Sneeler's list. You know, the the White Sox, they're going to win that division, and it's not even going to be, like, fair. If everybody clicks, everyone stays healthy, they could be a a real threat. AL Central champs, baby. I feel good about it. I feel good about them being a threat. Right? Doesn't it feel you know, good? Gotta, Doesn't it feel good that baseball's just coming back? The they got to come around, though. Like, it's a little weird. You're going to have to wait on Madrigal for probably about a month and a half. Um, and then Kopech and Rodon a couple months. But you get all those three pieces in the fold, you know, they're going to be pretty damn good. Guys, it feels so good that baseball's, you know, around the corner. I can't wait to go out to spring training and practice out in Arizona. Uh, I We should all... Get tickets soon for that Iowa game, the Field of Dreams game with the Yankees and the White Sox. I think that'd be awesome to go to. You buy? Yeah, that'd be fun. We all chip in. Come on, you can take a drive up here. I mean, uh, we gotta see how much those tickets cost, man. Because uh, it's it's the Yankees in the White so, Sox. Yeah, and the White Sox. Yes. So we we gotta see how much that costs. Oh, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know, you know, somebody bought their own tickets to to the Blues. <laughs> what do you mean? I think you couldn't fork up a little cash to come with us to the White Sox and Yankees game. Hey, man, a bet's a bet, and you still bailed on it a little bit. Yeah, and I don't have my pizza either, Jeremy. I never said you were getting pizza. That, the, 
hey, man, the agreement between you and Jeremy was a dinner. The agreement between you and me was Blue's home opener tickets so I can see the once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> first championship ceremony. Hey, didn't you get a banner? But hey, sometimes didn't we don't it, get what we want. Didn't you get a replica banner? Um, yes, I did. So you have the banner. So that's even better than going and watching them raise a banner. Could have bought the banner for 10 bucks on the team store, too. And you could have raised it then. <sighs> it's not the same, man. If Quinn, if Quinn can same. bail on his bet, does that mean I can bail on mine? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bail. I, I, mean, I, I bought him tickets. <laughs> that sounds I about right to me. Stick it to him and get him a McDonald's bag. Just well, here's the thing. I'm not going. I'm not going out of my way. He either needs to come here, or whenever I go back up north. Okay. What do you next. mean? What do you mean? You could just call Giordano's and place an order for pickup. That is not what I'm doing. Oh my god! Hey, you can place an order for pickup at McDonald's. Starting five sure. worst experiences: making bets with Jeremy. Hey, I'll come through okay, on the so bet. Quentin but it's going first. Quentin, it's um. me. It's me buying you dinner. I'm not going to order something to get delivered to your house. I got to buy you dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll I go pick it up. I think that means you and him have a dinner. I think that's <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, that'll work. We're going to go get pizza. You can. You keep saying that. I, we're not getting pizza. You have to take your ass to town. <laughs> yeah, Maybe a slice of pizza. Maybe a slice of pizza. But <laughs> All right, but then you're t- you got to take me to Demenzo's. You got to take me to Demenzo's off of West Taylor in the city. Slices are like four fifty, and you get you keep bossing me around. You ain't getting nothing. Wow. wow. <laughs> you got to insert the Kobe <laughs> White meme here. He's like, wow. There's some Owen. Will. Wow. Take it easy, man. It's like wow. Starting five worst experiences. I'm thinking of a number between one. In 50. Vance, what is it? Uh, 20. Matt. 25. Oh, you dick. <laughs> Jeremy? I wanted 25. We'll go five. Okay, so the order is going to go Matt, Vance, Jeremy, and then me. Because the, the, the number the number was 33. Random ass number. I almost did 30 and then I changed my mind. So, starting five worst experiences. Start us off, Matt. Okay. I believe in you. (laughs) Thanks, man. Um, uh, Worst experience. Um, So, here's the thing. We take you back. We take you back in time. I just turned 16. I have my driver's license, and I just inherited my dad's old pickup truck, right? He's still alive, but he gave it to me. But um, I'm trying to race him home from church, right? He took, he took, <laughs> he doesn't know it's a race, though. That's the thing. Um, he takes a, he, he takes the regular street that he takes. But I'm trying to cut in front of him before he gets to the intersection. So I take the alley. Well, I didn't even make it one foot because I start sliding on this gravel ass alley, and uh, <laughs> I'm accelerating, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to beat this guy. He just, he has a head start. He beat me to the truck and everything, so he leaves, and I'm speeding through the um, alley, and I'm going back and forth. Uh, I avoided somebody's freaking porch, and I avoided the utility pole. 
but I definitely hit that garage. So that was a worse experience. Didn't even have my license for more than a week. Yeah, that's a pretty bad experience. Yeah, hitting somebody else's garage made out of freaking cardboard. That thing came down. <laughs> the corner of it, man. I barely missed it. Vance, okay. what do you got? Mine might be a little more general than that. Um, but you were saying something that's kind of unavoidable. Like, I was thinking about when you go to, like, Six Flags or something, you just got to, like, wait in line. You know you're going to go on the rides. I mean, you went there for it. But it's like you're going to sit in line for an hour, an hour and a half. Man. I just hate that experience. So I'm just you took – that, like, that was on my list. What are you – that was on my list. What are you supposed to do? You know, it's just, I hate it. I don't know. But, I mean, I love the ride. So it's like a love-hate thing, and it, I don't, it just drives me nuts. But then the, you know you're going to deal with it. The sucky <laughs> so part like, is whenever you're in that line, and then right before you get on, the shit breaks down. Oh, I've had that happen at Raging Bull. It's just terrible. It happened to me in I Indiana. Love. It's crazy. Oh, my The ride God. broke. We're going to shut down for a while. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that shit's terrible. Those are two good worst experiences so far. Jeremy? Oh, it's me? Oh. You're number uh, three. Um, You're number three. Uh, you just pulled a Vans. Well, number one pick for me is... <laughs> you said you pulled one, a Vans. Number one pick for me is Bears losing the Super Bowl to the Colts. Okay. We yeah. run the opening we run the opening kickoff back with Devin Hester. <laughs> we should have won. We there was no reason that the Bears should have lost that game and they did anyway. Still hurts. My younger brother punched my dad in the nuts on the kick return. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like we were all <laughs> celebrating and for some reason in the midst of the celebration, he punched him in the nuts and he fell to the ground. And I was like, what the what the hell is going on right now? I'm so happy but now I feel so confused. Like, why did that just happen? <laughs> he dropped him. He dropped him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I got back-to-back. I got back-to-back picks, worst experiences. Um, My first worst experience is going to be probably the middle seat of an airplane, right? Ooh. Because it, it, it just doesn't feel good. Me being so tall, I can't move. I have no leg room. I feel cramped. And I can't like stretch my legs out at all. So I'm kind of that, doesn't that qualify as things you hate? We already did. We already did a starting five like that. No, because hey, the because middle seat is an experience. I because it's what. because it's unavoidable. I don't mind the middle seat. But, uh, yeah, that's because you're like Ooh. five two. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain about a middle seat either if I was the size of a Smurf. What airline do you fly? I'm flying United when I go to uh, when I go to Phoenix, and the seat is random. You know, I didn't get to choose my seat, so if I get stuck in the middle seat again, it's not going to be fun. Now, now, fuck United, okay? It's a worse experience. Cyberbullying. Gotta fly southwest. Is that what this is right now? So that would be my first. That would be my first worst experience. My second would be. You know, when you you have to go poop, right? You got to go take a poop, and you, you can't... I feel that. You can't do a number two without a number Jeremy one, so you have to sit down to do your one and your number two, but then when you're doing the number one, and you start... The to number do, three, baby. And then you start See, to... this is why... No, listen, this is listen. Why you, 
listen, and then you start to do the number two, you get that backsplash up from after it hits the water, and it splashes you with the number one water. That is a worst experience because you can't this, do anything why, about that. Quentin, this, this guy is, understands. No, this Quentin, guy understands. This is why you need to like explain worst experiences because these are what you're listing off. It's is a completely worst, different. What do you mean? It's a it's a terrible experience. You and can't do anything. It's unavoidable. The backsplash. The, know, but that, that's why like it's too vague. It's like, not vague. I think you just can't think. You're not you creative. Think. I've I've got plenty of them, but I'm just saying like it. It's, I think you're overthinking it. That's what. It is. Yeah, you're over, over, yeah, yeah, you're overthinking. Yeah, you're overthinking it. Like why? Like why are you just limiting? Like when you text us that, like starting five, war, like it's basically like saying top five things I don't like. There's like that can cover anything. I just think that's too broad. Maybe not vague. It's too broad. That's the word I'm looking for. I think like, why not? Why not center life. it? Because I, I, how would I know that you've ever had backsplash hitting you on the derriere underneath? We all your, have. Everyone has. It's a terrible experience. It's war, It's terrible. Sure. I don't know if I'm mad that you didn't pick it. Like it's a draft. You so picked weird, it first. It yeah, that's that's my second pick. So no, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm not. I'm not upset about the pick. I'm just saying, like it's. I just think with topics like that, it just doesn't make sense to just be like worst thing and just. Text us that. Hey, come up with five things. It's like, what? <laughs> well, good, because nobody said five, five things. things. <laughs> That's virtually what you're doing. Worst experiences. Everything is an experience. Yes. Getting off of a chair is an experience. Like, that's just too broad. Now, nah, see, that's that's too vague. Falling off out of a chair, chair is a bad experience. Sure, yeah. You don't like falling out of a chair. You Jeremy, my pick. What, is your, what is your second pick? <laughs> Like, this is all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Just, I, I wish these topics were more, like, focused. I don't know. Like, I was texting you, like, worst sports experiences, worst dating experiences. Like, I, it just made, like, that part, I think, makes more sense. I got one for you, Sneed. Your number oh, yeah? two, your number two worst experience is coming up with a worst experience. No, like, this is, like <laughs> yeah, <I'm> man. Not- <laughs> <laughs> it's not even hard. I think maybe worst experience. Then what's your second pick? <laughs> trying to explain these things to Quentin without him yelling at me. Number two, see, so yeah, like number two, when I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching Trubisky oh. get drafted, that was a bad experience because I yelled, I got angry. This mom and her I three kids it. got this mom and her three kids got mad at me. Like, but why are they at a sports bar anyway? Like, I, <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe that. I guess. Yeah, that's a bad experience for sure. I love it. That's, that's a terrible like, what experience. What are you yelling about? To just a draft. You, you know? just gave me an idea, Jeremy. Oh, oh, Jeremy. Idea, right? Jeremy's moment. Everyone has a moment. <laughs> I, I don't have a moment yet, but I'm waiting for it. Um, what do you mean? What do you? Yeah. What do you, every episode? Now. Yeah, I was about to say. What do you mean, Vance? Your moment starts off the show. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, that's true. I heard Iconic. that for the first time a couple weeks ago. I laughed my ass off. I didn't know you really did it. I thought you were just joking. It sounds good, right? It really does. <laughs> You're welcome for that edit. That's not bad. Like I sound like an idiot, but hey, it's good for the show. Um. Okay. So what we're doing? All right. My next one, it's uh, you know, a little more unique to me. I don't think any of you guys have kids yet. Um, that we know of. Potty training my child. 
by far has been a terrible experience. Um, like he shit into his underwear yesterday. I was so pissed off. You know, it's just it's not fun. Like it's not fun. But I'm trying. You're a you know, good you dad. You're a good dad. It, you know, but yeah, it, it was frustrating. I'm like, all right, you guys need to take him to Target or something. Like I need a break. I cleaned it up. We we got it taken care of. You guys, I need a break. I need. And now you guys go shop. You know, at Walmart for an hour. I don't know. But what yeah, your problem so that's uh, is. you know, and it's pretty self-explanatory. Like I said, you he, he craps his pants, stuff. It's like <laughs> you, you hate dealing with it, but you have to because it's like you have to learn. That's how you learn, I guess. You know, but you know, you I just went ahead. I think I'm going to be more skilled at that skill because I have had practice. Um, it's uh, potty training is really easy on The Sims, so oh, I don't boy. think I'll have too much of a problem. Oh boy! If it's like The Sims, I would be shocked. Is that like saying you? Is that like saying you can, you know how to own a pet because you played uh like the Nintendogs? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> it was my sister's game on the three uh, on the DS, but I did play that game. You're like, don't worry, don't worry, honey. I was so good at playing Nintendogs. Let's go get a bunch of dogs. <laughs> That's like Tamagotchis, or like Tamagotchis. You're like. Yeah, I could actually, I could actually keep my Tamagotchi alive. That's how I know I'm gonna be a good parent. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like video games and me, we we coexist. <laughs> it's the same thing because my career player on the show sucks, and I Did you go suck, to SIU? So. Did your sister go to SIU? Dude, Matt is Matt. Let me tell you this: Matt is the type of guy that will download like a college basketball game from like 2008, and he'll recreate every player from the Salukis and put them on the game. Dude, I didn't only cre- recreate the Salukis; I recreated the entire Missouri Valley Conference. Okay, that's a little from cool. from that's 2007. That's a from 2000. College basketball thing going on 2K right now, though, and I had to make like six teams rosters, and it was a lot of work. But it's pretty fun. Thirty-six it's college boarding. Okay, so Matt, what is your second pick? Uh, my second pick is um, it's related with the potty language. Um, um, I'm experiencing it right now when you really have to use the shitter, Go but you can't because you can't. Oh, when uh, you're you turtling, use it. You're trembling. No, you're, you're turtling. There's, there's things you can take. For it's, that. it's called when you're, you're turtling. You know when a turtle you, sticks his head out the shell. Uh... Oh god, when you're oh. Matt, if you're having if you're having problems, you can take stuff for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, see, no, no. It's just this one like when you have. Let, let me. We're just here to help. We're here to help. Let me, just, let me just say it again. All right, I'll just I'll just say it a different no, way. No, please. We don't when need, you're doing we don't need another visual. When you're doing something. You're doing something, you're talking, you're on a podcast, you're doing something for more than an hour, and you have to shit like halfway through and you can't get up yet. I mean, you could. Who, who's, <laughs> who's holding you down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Who hurts you? My setup. Uh, my setup has told me that I can't take this in there with me. So. This is where potty trading comes in. You just have to set up a better system. Just, hey, just go. We know Vance will clean it up, man. <laughs> just do it. I'm joking. I'm, but that's my pick. Because sometimes I'm standing in line too, and like I have to really go, but I can't because I'm doing something. I can't go there yet. All right, what's your so. third pick? You got back to back. Shit, that's that's. Mm. I thought I was. I thought I was Gucci. Well, here's here is an experience. I have this all the freaking time. When you're on the app 
for your favorite store. You're about to pick it up because it says in stock, in store. And you show up to the store and nobody can find it for shit. First world problems. And it's not in the back. And the warehouse doesn't have it either. The app lies to you. Somebody <laughs> must have freaked Hashtag first world, first world problems. <laughs> hashtag first world problems. Hashtag <laughs> Best Buy, get your shit together. It's <laughs> a long hashtag. <laughs> Vance, you're up. Oh, I am up again. All right. Um, so my next one, um, I talk about streaming stuff a lot. When you're like trying to stream a game and there's like an error going on and then you can't stream it for some reason, even though you know you have it all set up right. That shit drives me nuts. Like ESPN, I think last night had busy hosts because so many people were watching the National Championship and I couldn't get it on for like 10 minutes. I'm just like, this is driving me nuts. You know, I mean, I did get it to work, but I mean, what it, provider it just, do you have? Well, I have DirecTV, but I'm using like a Chromecast and then like, you know, streaming it through that, you know, through the internet. And it just sometimes it gets a little janky. Fox really quick, I have a solution. This issue in the last week now, too. I have a solution. Like, Oof, YouTube you TV. Know, it Get it. You're right. You're right. YouTube Pluto TV. Which one did you say? Oh, YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. Oh. Yeah, YouTube TV. Yeah, I mean, Get YouTube it. YouTube TV is cool, but. You don't need to bother with the bullshit ESPN app. It would be a lot easier using my, uh, you know, my parents' free shit than getting that and paying forty-five dollars a month for that. But I get what you're saying. Split it with someone. It's a good app. I guess I could. Oh. All right. So my pick, since I'm sticking with the specifics here, um, myself and Bryce Thompson, friend of the show, we went to Indianapolis for a concert, expecting it to be just a handful of guys with the headliner being who we wanted to see. Instead, we show up at this place. They say, get there at 3 o'clock, when really you were supposed to get there at like 4.30. We stood outside in the cold for over an hour to then get in and realize it's some sort of makeshift music fest. The guy we wanted to see, we never even got to see him because we left because it was getting close to 11 o'clock and he still didn't come out to perform. So they're running through all these people. So the whole reason we went to Indy was to see the specific guy, and we never got to see him. So we had to leave. That was a terrible experience. Okay, I'll I'll stick on the music train here. Um, First time I ever went to uh, the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater out in Tindley Park, it was called something else. Uh, but I went out there with people. I can't remember who I was with. I think I was with with my buddy Jake, uh, with my friend Marcus, and somebody else was, was with us. But we went out to a concert, and I was driving like a old Corolla. This is back in high school. I go to Tinley Park. I park my car. <clears throat> we get out. We're going to walk in, and I realize I locked my keys in my car. I locked them in my car at the at the concert venue with all these cars around everywhere. And everybody knows Tinley Park. It's so hard to get into the venue. I had to call, like, someone to come and break in and get my keys for me. It took them, like, two and a half hours, and they had to weave their way through this parking lot trying to find me. And then they finally opened it, and I had already missed, like, more than half of the show. It was dark by then, you know. That had to be – that was a worse experience that I had to do. And my fourth pick would be 
probably breaking a bone and not having it be able to be casted. What bone did you break, Quentin? <clears throat> I snapped my arm in half when I was in uh, middle school. I was in a wrestling tournament, and I was in the semifinals match, and the guy did the move wrong, and he was supposed to like pick up my head and flip me over, and instead he just tried to fully roll me over after he got these holds on me. And my arm got caught from underneath me, and my humerus snapped in half like a twig. And because it was right at the top of, uh, like in the middle of my humerus, they couldn't cast it. So they just put my arm in a sling and doped me up on like morphine and shit. It took me like three hours to get in and out of a car because I would get up, but my arm would stay there. I'd have to like hold my arm as I was trying to get in and out of cars. Like, yeah, dude, it was bad. That that was the worst experience of my life. That should have been number one. That's pretty bad. So now it's me again. Okay, going going more of a simple route, I'm going to say car trouble. That is a bad experience, having car trouble. Yeah. Like a pop tire. Some car troubles are worse than others. Radiator, what were we talking about? FM radio won't work. What, what's your, what's your, what was your problem, Snead? What do you mean? What is like this? This goes back to my worst experiences is too broad thing. What I can't say car trouble. Hey man, no. I can't. You got say your pick locked trouble? in. We're just we're just wondering, man. This is this is extracurricular right here. What what, what happened? In more particulars, I guess in in San Antonio, I got hit and ran on the highway, oh, and then also and then also. Like a few months later, my car died while I was on my way to work, and I was off the side of the highway. So it's in the middle of the summer, San Antonio heat with no air conditioning, and I had to sit in the car for almost an hour waiting for a tow truck to come drag my ass out of the desert sun while I was on my way to work. So I'm in, so I'm in my work clothes, sweating off 15 pounds in the San Antonio sun, and had to work like an eight-hour shift at the ballpark, so. Is that enough car trouble for you? Uh, that's, that, that is yeah. pretty bad. It would ruin my whole freaking day. Well, yeah. Um, my next one, I've had it. You know, so that's where I feel. You just talked about cars. Um, mine would be, like, when you have a suspended license. I don't know if you guys have had that happen or not, but it sucks. And, like, the decisions that, you know, go into it are even worse. Like, today it was like, should I go to an interview or not? You know, or like, should I try to drive there or not? Just, you know, I get my license back in two weeks, I'll just wait. You know, but it's frustrating, for sure. Rule number one. Experience. Rule number one. You get that Uber, and you go to the goddamn interview. Well, I mean, when you have a child here, it's another complication. It was just tough. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I had a babysitter, and then I'm like, okay, I think I got a babysitter. No, can I get the lift in time? Like it's just it's hard to coordinate all that, but Dang, so I just I reschedule for that. tomorrow. When That's I true. I know it was like my stepdad was out of town today too, so that was a whole you know wrench that got put in it. So I don't know, but it's all good. We'll get it there tomorrow. You gotta love wrenches. Sometimes they make it tighter. <laughs> sometimes they make it looser. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, that's funny. <laughs> I know, right? It's pretty humorous. But um, oh, my humorous oh. is not broken, though. That's the thing. Oh, so that's a <laughs> 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 yes. 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm hilarious. I'm a scientist, but um, I'm not a scientist. But um, my fourth pick it is number four, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? Ah, shit. So my fourth pick. Uh, this was like on our way to our family vacation thing. Like it's a weekend thing, right? But um, we're going to Wisconsin, and on the way there, we were like, let's go to a Cardinals versus Cubs game at Wrigley Field. So we get to the Chicago area, and it's like shit ton of traffic. Apparently, it was like yeah. Chicago Day or something. No, there's traffic all the Every time, man. Yeah, day. dude, you can't avoid that. Here's the thing, man. We left way ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Way well, ahead of time. Welcome to our life, dude. No matter where you go, no matter what day, no matter what time, you're going to hit at least 20 minutes of traffic. Well, all of that could have been avoided if the uh, if like uh, miles and miles south of us, if people would just learn how to merge correctly. But after we finally got to the regularly field, we learned that it was the top of the sixth inning. Oh boy! <laughs> so top of the sixth inning at the at the top of the one hundred level, so you couldn't see shit. <laughs> ball goes up in the air I'll just look at the TV monitor just that entire thing was a bad experience but I would like to give Wrigley Field a try and get there on time this time and uh, for my fifth pick man I had it but uh, after listening to your guys' great stories I uh, I forgot it um I'm going to say what I was thinking about earlier. Um, SIU Salukis, New Year, January 2016, right? First, the first conference matchup is Wichita State. <laughs> and the Salukis, we've been tearing shit up. I mean, they. They've been tearing shit up. <clears throat> it was all great and everything. We had a winning record and everything, like however many games in a row and whatever else. And uh, we were like, yeah, we can take these guys. Wichita State, screw them, right? And then um, at halftime, we were down by 20. But I tell you what, at the beginning, it was... Shocker. Shocker, that's funny. That's humorous. He was a shocker. (laughs) But that humorous got broken really quickly. Oh. I I tell you what, at the the very beginning of that Man, it felt like 2007 again. I, I wanted that to last forever. But after 10 minutes of play time, it went away. But that that's it. Having your hopes and dreams crushed on national TV. <laughs> Happens to the you can see your boy on a screenshot on Facebook at the game uh, from yeah. CBS Sports Network. All right. Um, I think I saved the best one for last. Um. You know, maybe you guys have dealt with this being in college and stuff. Um, when you're at a party and you, it's like, you know, there's always a chick that, at the party that's like, you know, and like, out about everything. That's normally me. Like, when that chick is your chick, that's an experience nobody enjoys. It's like, God damn it. Um, you know, and I've had that happen a couple times. And me and Kyle were talking about this the other day. Uh, you know, my friend that Quentin knows. Um, you know, it was, I just kind of thought of that as we were talking about all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's just a terrible experience, you know. And like, you got to put her to bed and try to get back to partying, and 
terrible. Like, just why? leave her? Just leave her and go back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go put her to bed. Like, all right, back to the party. She'll survive. Interesting. Well, speaking, speaking of females, my last worst experience for this episode goes back to San Antonio as well for probably I don't know if I can really I guess I could it, it was the weirdest date I think I've ever I think I've ever been on so a girl that I worked with asked her out we went out to the Riverwalk in San Antonio and she knows who she is if she's listening I'm sure she is um you know and we're not going to name names I'm not here to name names but we go to di- we go to dinner in the middle of us eating dinner. I'm in the middle of eating eating an enchilada, and she says that she's engaged, and I nearly <laughs> choke on my food. But I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, maybe I misheard her. She was talking about her friends. Maybe she maybe I misheard her. Well, keep going. I got nothing better to do. We'll keep going. So the night continues. We move on to the next place, and then. When she's talking about a relationship, she mentions um, having a having a boyfriend. So I'm like, okay. Now this is twice she's talked about being in a relationship, but it went from being engaged to just being a boyfriend. So I'm like, this is weird. Again, we keep going. I got nothing else to do. We're having fun. I'm confused, but we're going with it. Who knows where this ends up? So we end up at a bar drinking terrible drinks at this bar. <coughs> probably worst drink i've ever had in my life so i guess that's part of it and so now the third time she mentions something about a relationship she says to me that she hasn't seen anyone in six months so in the span of a night she went from being engaged to having a boyfriend to being a single af for six months so lo and behold i never spoke we never spoke after that after that night so that was a pretty oh my god (laughs) that was that was an wow that story really let me down (laughs) 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 he's like that let me down sneak you you and me we need to go over no climax and then you just feel frustrated like what the fuck just happened Name. I needed the you big moment. I was waiting for Blaine like, Quinton. Blaine Quinton for the stupid for list idea. She, Blame him. Showed you her butthole. Like what? Happened? <laughs> I, I <laughs> All right. Uh, no, need, we need to go over to Warner Brothers or Netflix and pitch this idea for a movie, and and then give it a good ending too. But we we need to do that. We can make hell of money, dude. Dude, uh, that's I a think... good plot. <laughs> so for my final worst experience, uh, I was a little kid. And, you know, I went camping. I can't remember. Oh, I think it was Memorial Day, oh. right? It, always when the story oh. starts with, I went camping. Why do you always assume <laughs> it's bad? Camping sucks, <laughs> right? Is, you're talking about worst experiences. Yeah, camping. You can't lead with worst experience and then say you went camping and expect it to have a good ending. Okay, so I went camping. I was, I was a little kid, right? And we went camping. It was the final day we were going to be there. It was my father, me, and my sister, or my son. My sister, my father, and I, for all you English freaks out there. Uh, but we're having breakfast, uh, and this car, the Scooby-Doo-looking van, right, pulls up, and it's a bunch of college kids. It's like four guys and three girls, and I was maybe 11 or so at the time, right? So it's these college kids that come. They set up their stuff. Uh, 
one guy's chopping wood, another guy's setting stuff up, the girls are helping. There's this one guy, right? And he's always doing like Scooby Doo impressions. And I was a little kid at the time, you know, and he's making me and my sister laugh. You know, he's doing all these Scooby Doo impressions. I guess he was trying to be a comedian or something, right? So this one of his buddies comes up to the table and he's holding his hand and he goes to my father, he's like, Hey bro, you got you got a cell phone? And he's like, Yeah, but there's no service out here, right? He's like, Why? What's up? And the guy takes his hand off and he's like, Dude, I just chopped my thumb off with a machete. So I'm sitting there with this dude's thumb just gone and the blood's just going everywhere. And my dad's looking at him and he's trying to hold his thumb. You know, the guy was so calm too, right? He's like, dude, I just chopped my thumb off with a machete. Keep in mind, these guys just got there. They set up all their shit, right? They just got done setting stuff up and this dude chops his thumb off. And all his friends are frantically running around looking for the guy's half a thumb to throw it on while the other guys are running down to the ranger station. They all just hopped in the van and left. I never saw him again. But that was the first time I saw a severed limb. So that was the worst experience. You wouldn't be a very good doctor, would you, Quinn? I know you're supposed to put it on ice, right? To get back to the hospital. So I I think I managed. I'm CPR and first aid certified. All right, there you go. So that was the worst experience as a kid. But as soon as he chopped it off, you know, his buddy made the Scooby-Doo impression where he's like, rut row. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) As soon like his friend saw it happen, he was like, rut row. And he came over. He's like, dude, I just chopped my thumb off. So it was that was funny. But uh, that's something I will never forget. But that wraps up starting five worst experiences. Uh, Jeremy. How about you decide next week's starting five, right? Yeah. Are we doing any honorable mentions? Yeah, if you got if you got any bench players, yeah. I have one. What do you got? Um, you know, in the recent years, how you basically have to buy VC to get a good my player in basketball. That's a pretty terrible experience. Like, why, man? It's, I've already paid fifty dollars for this game. <laughs> I just it's a, something they've done the last two, three years, and it's ridiculous. But it's like, I'm not going to run around the park and be 60 overall for three weeks, you know, to hold up a principal or something, you know. So I haven't bought just, the new 2K yet. Yeah, Same. I have 20. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. But, ooh, I'm actually playing it right now. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So that is the starting five worst experiences. Jeremy, you can choose next week's starting five. Matt, get us out of here. five cereals. Top five cereals. Starting five cereals. I can. I can yeah. fuck with that. I can fuck with that. Yeah. Top five cereals. Matt, get us out of here. Tell everybody the news, things like that, information they need to know, places they need to be. Wrap it up. All right. The news. Well, I woke up this morning and it was 52 degrees and it was partly cloudy, but it became sunny later on. That, that's not the news that you want, is it? Well. Thank you guys for listening to Section 312, a Chicago sports podcast. Even though we hardly talked about Chicago today. But um, if you want some meaningful news, you can check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is Section 312 Show for all of those. You can also check out our website, Section312.com. You can listen to the podcast on there and check out some merch. But that's not the only place you can listen to it. You can check it out on your favorite podcast platform and our proud affiliate, MWSN.net. They also are an affiliate of other podcasts from other markets, if you're interested in that kind of thing. And uh, 
Tune in next week when our starting five is top five cereals. All right, guys, that was section 312. We don't know who the guest is going to be for next week. We're going to keep it a surprise as we do almost every single week. Until next time, take care of y'all chickens.